0: We're happy to be with you today for this worship service, and we hope that it will bring to you the encouragement that you have come for. God has promised us great blessing as we worship together, hasn't He? There has been a question asked within the Hebrew ranks or the Jewish uh, community, and the question is, who is the Messiah? My father, H.M.S. Richards, is presenting that subject to us today. Who is the Messiah? The historian Suetonius, who was once Emperor Hadrian's private secretary, wrote all of his books between the years A.D. 98 and A.D. 138. In one of them, Lies of the Caesars, chapter 25, he says that the Emperor Claudius banished from Rome all the Jews who were continually making a disturbance at the instigation of one Crestus. It's believed by students of history that this word Crestus refers to Christ. The name Christ was confused with the more familiar Greek and Latin name of Crestus. It seems that from the way the Christians spoke of Christ's presence with them, the pagans of that time believed that he was alive and living among them and causing all the excitement. Well, Christ is still a disturbing subject in the minds of thousands. People are continually faced with a question, first asked by Pilate, What shall I do with Jesus, which is called Christ? Now, of course, the word Christ is simply the old Hebrew word Messiah in its Greek form. As we would say in English, the Anointed One. As the people of Israel would say, who is the Messiah? The Greeks would say, who is the Christ? We would say, who is the Anointed One? This is made clear in John, the first chapter, 41st verse, where we're told that Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, first findeth his own brother Simon, and saith unto him, we have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ, or as the margin says, the anointed, and he brought him to Jesus. The words Jesus Christ really mean Jesus the anointed, Jesus the Messiah. Now if Christ is the true Messiah of the ancient prophets of Israel, then in his life he must fulfill certain prophecies found in the writings of the Old Testament. These prophecies plainly picture the Messiah, what he would do, what he would be like, the wonders of his character, for instance, the Messiah was to be anointed with the Holy Ghost in a greater degree than any other man. Psalm 45, 7. This was literally fulfilled in the life of Jesus Christ. Read in Luke 3, 22, that when he came up from the waters of his baptism, the Holy Ghost, or Holy Spirit, descended in a bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved Son, in thee I am well pleased. The Messiah was to be of a meek and lowly disposition. Zechariah 9, 9, and this was true of Jesus Christ. We find the description in Matthew, the 11th chapter, in the 28th verse. Messiah was prophesied to be endowed with peculiar wisdom and understanding, Isaiah 11. Jesus Christ, His own enemies being the judges, spake of Him as a man who taught as never any other man taught. His doctrine was excellent. The proof of this is found in John seven forty six. The officers who went to take him answered, Never man spake like this man. In confirming his divine mission, the Messiah was to display many wonderful works among the people. The deaf were to hear, the lame be healed, and so forth. Isaiah 35. This was fulfilled in the life of Christ, as we know, by his many miracles. And here's something very interesting. The Messiah was to have but little success in preaching the gospel among his own countrymen. To be rejected by them, Isaiah 53, verse 3, he was despised and rejected of men. We know this was fulfilled by the record of the four Gospels. Messiah was to be rejected by the builders, as we read in the prophecy of Psalm 118, verse 22, and yet he was made both Lord and Christ. Isaiah 8, 13, and 14, and this was fulfilled as we know in the New Testament records. And here's something that the people of his day could hardly believe because there were two great lines of prophecy, one showing the exaltation of the Messiah, the other his humility. The prophecy was that the Messiah was to be seen riding into Jerusalem, sitting upon a young ass, a token of humility, Zechariah 9.9. Our Savior fulfilled this, as we find in Matthew 21. The people at that time thought that he was to be the king on the throne of David, and they said, Hosanna to the Son of David. Some of the leaders condemned the people for this and asked Jesus to stop them. He said, if they should stop the very stones that cry out. By this he meant that the prophecies of the Old Testament, prophecies of Israel, would be fulfilled in some way. Messiah was to be betrayed into the hands of his enemies by the treachery of an intimate friend, we read in Psalm 41.9. Christ was betrayed by Judas, as we all know. See Matthew, the 26th chapter. Messiah was to be sold for 30 pieces of silver. Notice the very amount is mentioned in the prophecy of Zechariah 11.12 written hundreds of years before our Savior's birth. That exact amount was given for His betrayal. See Matthew 26, 14. And those thirty pieces of silver were to be cast to the potter in the house of the Lord, as Zechariah predicted in the 11th chapter, 13th verse. So Judas threw them down in the temple after he would betrayed our Lord. The money was taken to purchase a potter's field in which to bury strangers, thus fulfilling the prophecy to the letter made hundreds of years before. See Matthew 27, 3. The Messiah, or Christ, was to be condemned in judgment and suffer death under the color of public justice. Isaiah 59, 8. So Christ underwent a mock trial at night, was declared innocent by His very judge, yet delivered over to be crucified. According to the same prophecy, all the followers of Messiah were to forsake Him in His time of need. This happened to Jesus as we read in Matthew 26, 56. Messiah was to be scourged or whipped by his persecutors, Isaiah 50, verse 6. Christ was treated in this manner, Matthew 27, 26. The Messiah was to have his face be fouled with spittle, and for our sakes, Jesus Christ condescended even to this indignity without complaining too, Isaiah 50 and Matthew 26. The Messiah was to be smitten on the face in the day of his humiliation. This happened to Jesus. Isaiah 50, verse 6 fulfilled, in Matthew twenty six sixty seven. The Messiah was to be afflicted and persecuted. It was to keep silent. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. Isaiah 53 7. That's the prophecy. Fulfilled, Matthew 26, 63 and other texts. He was to be numbered with the transgressors, Isaiah 53, twelve. And so our Savior was crucified between two thieves. Matthew twenty seven, thirty eight says so. The holy Messiah of ancient Israel's prophecies was to be buried in the sepulchre of a rich man, Isaiah 53.9. Our Savior was buried in the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea, a rich counselor, Matthew 27. And here's something especially important. The Messiah of the prophets was to be put to death at the end of 486 and a half years from the time that a commandment should go forth to restore and build Jerusalem. Now it's a remarkable historical fact. From the seventh year of King Artaxerxes of Persia, from whom Ezra received his commission to rebuild the city, Ezra 7, verse 8, to the death of Jesus Christ, there were just 486 and one half years. This is substantiated by the prophecy of Daniel, the ninth chapter. The Messiah was to be presented by his enemies with vinegar and gall during his sufferings. This prophecy, found in Psalm 69 21, was actually literally fulfilled. The Savior was treated in this manner when he hung upon the cross, Matthew twenty-seven 34. Don't forget, friends, that the prophecy made over a thousand years before declared that the persecutors of the Messiah would pierce his hands and feet. So did those who crucified our Lord treat the Redeemer of mankind. Read the great prophecy in Psalm twenty-two sixteen. 16. They pierced my hands and my feet and see its fulfillment as the Savior hung upon the cross, Matthew twenty-seven thirty-five, Crucifixion, by the way, was not known among the ancient Jews in the time of David or for many ages afterwards. When the prophecy was written, no such thing was known among them. Did you ever read anything like this where a man's biography, or at least the main part of it, was written centuries before he lived, and yet come true in every detail of his life? For instance, when the Messiah should be put to death, his enemies were to part his garments among them and cast lots for his vesture. And when our Savior was crucified, these things took place. Read the prophecy in Psalm 22, 18, the fulfillment in John 19:23. The four soldiers divided various parts of his apparel but cast lots for his robe rather than tear it. When Messiah was to be suffered death, not a bone of his body was to be broken. Compare Exodus 12:46. It was fulfilled. John 19.31. The others crucified with him had their bones broken. When Messiah was to be put to death, his side was to be pierced. Zechariah 12.10. When Jesus was crucified, his side was pierced with a spear. John 19.34. It was prophesied that Messiah would make intercession for transgressors. And so Jesus prayed for his persecutors. Messiah was to be cut off, but not for himself. We read in Daniel 9.26. And so Jesus died. The holy harmless one for others, that he might reconcile us all to God. When Messiah should come, there was to be a fountain opened in the house of David and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. Zechariah 13.1 So when Christ came, my friends, he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself, by the shedding of his blood once for all and for all of us. This prophecy is found in Zechariah 1, hundreds of years before he came, and the promised fulfillment in Hebrews, the ninth and tenth chapters. Messiah, who was indeed Christ Jesus, was to come to make an atonement for the iniquities and the transgressions and the sins of the world. As we read in the prophecy of Isaiah 53, verse 5, Jesus Christ was the propitiation. He was the sacrifice for the whole world. 1 John 1, 2. Now, friends, the Messiah, as prophesied by the ancient prophets of Israel, was to make this atonement in the last of the 70 weeks of Daniel's prophecy. Read the prophecy in Daniel 9, verse 27. Jesus Christ was crucified during that very week of years, thus fulfilling the prophecy exactly. There are many other prophecies of the Messiah that are fulfilled in Jesus Christ, but we close with this. The true Messiah was to be a great shepherd and lay down his life for the sheep, as you read in Zechariah thirteen, seven and other places. Jesus Christ came into this world to save sinners. He was the great and good shepherd who shed his own blood in defense of his flock. He said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. You read that in John ten eleven. Read the wonderful words of John's Gospel, all of them, but especially this 10th chapter, verses 1 to 18. As you listen, friend, let me ask you this question. Are you a wanderer from the fold of God? Deep down in your heart, do you not long for the care of the Good Shepherd, someone who will lead you into green pastures and by the still waters of life, and who will restore your soul from all of its sin and sorrow and trouble? If you do, Then look to Jesus, the true Messiah, the true Christ, the Holy Anointed One of God, the One who fulfilled the prophecies of Israel. Look to the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world, and you will find salvation for yourself and the peace for which you long when you become a friend of Jesus.